Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Brett Jensen here with you on this Friday edition of Breaking with Brett Jensen. Going up until 7 o'clock tonight, 704-570-1110. And guys, follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest in breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. Okay, so guys, look. Got a lot going on. It's been a September's been really, really hectic and have been, you know, asked to do a lot of things in terms of speaking and going to places and stuff like that. And it's always cool to get out there and, you know, you know, see people, see the fans, see the listeners, see the newsmakers, stuff like that. And I just want to take a couple of minutes to start off by talking about some of the things that's going to be coming up. Because there's a lot of things coming up. And one of them, actually a couple of them, are on September 21st. September 21st is the Charlotte Job Fair and Recruitment Fair, right? September 21st, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Bojangles Coliseum. And this is for employers and HR professionals who will need to go out there, maybe try and find some individuals to hire. And it's being promoted to, you know, we're promoting it, us, Radio 1 Charlotte, to about 650,000 Charlotte listeners every single week. We're, you know, we're doing it on social media, the websites, mobile apps. I'm talking about it. Bo's talking about it. We're all talking about it. And if you're a business or an HR professional and you want to like hire someone, you can do so just by getting your booth at the Bojangles Coliseum again, September 21st. That's next week, if, uh, if my math serves me correct. And all you got to do is call to get the booth, 704 704- uh, 548-7888, again, 704-548-7888, and that is next Thursday. But also going on next Thursday, from 6 to 8 p.m., the Hornet's Nest. It's a club here in Charlotte, a men's club here in Charlotte, and they deal with politics. And me, Brett Winnable, and also Vince Coakley, the three of us are going to be panelists talking about things that politicians do right with the media, things that politicians do wrong with the media. And it's a big barbecue and a big event and everything like that. And I have been trying for the last 30 minutes to try to find the details and I can't, I can't find the details. And I'm even trying to find like the Hornet's Nest Club and I just cannot. So anyways, but I apologize for that. But and I'll have more information for you if you guys want to sign up that. But um, but like I said, me and uh, Brett Winnable and Vince Coakley next Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. will be taking part of this thing. And it is a very interesting thing because of one simple aspect. The fact that so many politicians don't know what to do or how to deal with the media. They just don't. And or and so what they what do they do? They leave it up to their their handlers. Okay? And there are a couple of things that are that they generally don't know. They just don't know. And it's they, they because they've never been in that situation before. They don't know how me as a media person is going to react. Because I am different than Brett Winnable and Vince Coakley. I'm a reporter who happens to have a show. They're talk show hosts. Pete Counter used to be a reporter back in the day, and now he's a talk show host. 
I'm a reporter first, 75% of the time, and a talk show host 25% of the time, maybe even 80-20. So we react to things differently. And that's what they need to understand. And so, for instance, it, it bothered me to no end. It bothered me to no end. It was the fact that you had a politician, a local politician. He's running for Congress. Okay? His media person, who's extremely young, mid-20s, early 20s, gave the story to a media outlet that very few, if any, of those people he's trying to get to vote for will actually ever read. So if you're in another county and you're a Republican, why would you leak a story to Shaw at Axios? Like, why? Who in Iredell County, Gaston County, Union County, York County, Cabarrus County, Lincoln County, who's reading Shaw at Axios from that group? And if they are reading Shaw at Axios, do you think those are your supporters? So if you're a Republican, why would you leak that? to a website that no one's going to read from your district because again it's Charlotte Axios and it's talking you know a lot about entertainment in Charlotte and restaurants in Charlotte and things to do in Charlotte right well, I, I don't understand as I, I will never understand that thinking because it makes no logical sense to do it that way it just doesn't You would, if you're going to leak it to a, a media outlet, you would leak it to either a TV station, a newspaper, something like that, where people in that county actually might gravitate towards and read and watch and listen. So that makes no sense to me. The other thing is that the gubernatorial candidate. I cannot tell you how many times since, what, it's now 2023? Since November of 2020, almost three years now, how many times people have asked me, hey, um, can you explain to me how Republicans lost the governorship in North Carolina when they basically won everything else? Can you explain to me that? And I tell them, yeah, yeah, it's super simple. 20 years from now, there will be people in political classes going, here's exactly how not to run a campaign like Dan Forrest did. Here's what not to do. Here's exactly what not to do. Dan Forrest ran one of the worst campaigns I've ever seen. And now granted, I've only been covering politics for five years. Five years in one week, if you want to be exact about it. And to this day, I've never seen anything like it. You were 
he Dan Forrest had almost no money, very little money. And then what little he had, he blew on TV ads, I think like around in September, which means he had nothing left on the backside to go in the final home stretch. August and September. More than that, he refused to talk to the media. When you have no money and you can't do TV ads like Roy Cooper did, who had millions and millions of dollars, if you can't do TV ads, you can't afford them, well, buy radio ads because they're a lot cheaper. And even if you can't afford that, talk to the media. Do an interview with the Charlotte Observer. Try to talk to a media outlet every single day. He wouldn't even come on this show, or not this show, but this station. It was like pulling teeth. I'm sorry, what? If you, if you don't have any money to spend on advertising, what's the freest form of advertising? Talking to the media. Even if it's not a favorable uh, account, or a favorable interview, your constituents are going to read that and go, yeah, I like that. Even if, like, the op-ed people at the Shot Observer, which would guarantee never, ever, 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 ever pick a Republican. Ever. Ever. So, even if they just trash you, there are going to be people who are reading it going, Oh, well, yeah, I actually like what he's saying. That makes sense. But he didn't do it. So he had no money and refused to talk to the media. And I was told by many people that the NCGOP completely withdrew and said, we have been trying to help you and trying to help you and trying to help you, and you refuse to take any of our advice. You know what? You're on your own. We're going to focus on Donald Trump winning the presidency or winning the state here against Joe Biden. We're going to focus in on Tom, uh, Tom Tillis winning the, the Senate race and a couple of other races. That's what we're going to focus in on because you're not listening to our advice. You're on your own. And he, it wasn't even close. Republicans did extremely well in the state, but got destroyed while running for governor. So, Next week, I believe it's going to be, if I think I got it right here, at Sir Edmund Haley's from 6.30 to 8.30, thereabouts. And you can sign up and go there. But the three of us, me, Vince Coakley, who used to be a news anchor at WSOC, and Brent Winnable, who's worked all over the country, New York, you know, and San Diego, and now here and other places as well, we're going to talk about that. And... I've got a lot to say about politicians and a lot of stupid things they do. And more than that, stupid things that their press people do. Dan McCready, his press office did a lot of stupid stuff. Roy Cooper's press office did a lot of stupid stuff. Refusing to take questions from me? You think that makes you look good? Okay. Dan McCready's people didn't even want me there. Like, they would not even tell us if there was an event. They didn't want me there. They refused to give me emails, and we know how Roy Cooper refused to take a question of mine for 14 straight months during COVID, all those press conferences. Got a lot to say, so it should be fun next week. All right, I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen.
Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Going up until 8 o'clock here on this Friday night. All right, so a couple other things real quick that I'm taking a part of. Didn't mean to jump off on that tangent, but it needed to be said. And people ask me that all the time about, like what I was talking about last segment, about how did the Republicans lose so badly to Roy Cooper in the midst of the COVID situation? Well, like I said, it was... They will be teaching classes 20 years from now on how not to run a governor campaign. All right, so because of what happened with that one. All right, so real quick. So we've had two blood drives so far. One was on September 1st at PhD Weight Loss in South Charlotte. The other one was at PhD Weight Loss in Davidson. Well, we've got one coming up at the end of the month on September 28th, and that's at the WFNZ Doghouse in Uptown. That's at the corner of Mint and Moorhead. Not everyone knows where the doghouse is. So the corner of Mint and Moorhead right across the street from the stadium. And it's the fourth annual WBT Little Heroes Blood Drive. And it's all about helping out with Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. And your donations of blood are critical in helping brave kids in their fight for their lives. So we would hope that you would consider doing that. And so all you got to do is go to WBT.com for all the details. And then you can scroll down and you can register your appointment on the One Blood Big Red Bus. And again, that's going to be September 28th at the WFNZ Doghouse right there at the corner of Mitt and Moorhead, across the street from the stadium. And it's, uh, again, it's our fourth annual Little Heroes Blood Drive. But coming up October 2nd, and this is another thing that I'm dealing with, or not dealing with, but doing, I should say. And I'm with the Rotary Club of Charlotte South. And I'm going to be teaming up with them for the 2023 Tee Off for Kids Charity Golf Classic. And for about 30 years now, Rotary Club of Charlotte South has been all about trying to help kids. And they try to raise as much money as they can every single year because they provide to many different charities. Not just one charity, but many different charities. Right? And they're trying to do everything in terms of you know, hunger and homelessness and education and health services and crisis management for everything that involves kids. This is all for kids. And that's why it's called the Tee Off for Kids Tournament. And it's going to be at Rain Tree Country Club, so you guys know it's a good place. So it's not some goat track. It's a a solid place. And they're signing up for teams. And a lot of the things that they're going to be, like, donating the money for is, like, the YMCA Youth and the – Summer School Readers Program, and what they got like the Foster Village, and the uh, the the Bridge for Kids, and the Roof Above to make sure kids you know it's just all kinds of things, right? And so, if you're interested, and I'll be out there all day, and you know, doing like the presentations before and after, and I'm going to play a whole I think with every single group that comes through. I think they're having me stationed at one hole, and I'll be hanging out with every single group that comes through and taking a shot and playing a hole with everybody. Um, and so, again, if you're interested, just go off, just go over to uh, teeofforkids.com. It's pretty simple, teeofforkids.com. And, again, it's going to be October 2nd. That's a Monday. And you check in for breakfast around 9 a.m., and then we have a shotgun start at 10 a.m., and then there's going to be cocktails at around 1.30, a silent auction, and then the awards and stuff like that at 3 o'clock. So hopefully you guys can come out there and join me. Again, teeofforkids.com, and I'll be out there all day, and it's part of 
the uh, Rotary Club of Charlotte South. And like I said, they've been around for 30 years, and it's going to be for a great cause. And I'm honored that they asked me to be this year's VIP to uh, hang out and do all the awards and the presentation. So it's going to be kind of cool. Hope you guys can make it. All right. When we come back, Carolina Panthers. What is going on with the Carolina Panthers? I know their game's Monday. I, I Believe me, I understand. But I'm not going to have a show on Monday. So I need to talk about this now just to get you some information on what to expect against the New Orleans Saints here, 7 o'clock, Monday Night Football. It'll be on ESPN, but it'll also be on local TV. I believe usually like WSOC carries it live as well um, because, you know, they are ABC after all. So – Uh, But a lot going on. So when we come back, let's talk a little bit about the Carolina Panthers. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen on this Friday, 704-570-1110. That's the telephone number as always, guys. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest and breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. And if you go to the WBT website, you'll find over the last couple of days, the last couple of shows, I had audio that you can't get anywhere, anywhere, of a Republican governor's forum. People, I should say, Republicans, Republican candidates running for governor, um, four out of the five. The only one that didn't show was Mark Robinson, and I was able to get the only audio that you will find anywhere. And if you missed it, you can go back a couple of days and listen to them talk about Mark Robinson from two days ago, and then yesterday, hear them talk about what they will do, the candidates, what they will do um, for, like, hypothetically, another pandemic breaks out and mask mandates and clothing th- closing things down. What would they do? And it's interesting, and I will tell you this. Dale Falwell, he made a comment that, Holy macaroni. He made a comment about Mandy Cohen that I think one newspaper called the mother of North Carolina. That he made a comment about her. She's now head of the CDC. Woo. Oh. Tell you what. Go listen to yesterday's uh, audio. You'll hear it. You'll hear what he had to say. Strong. It was strong. When he said it, even I was like, whoa. Whoa. Um, but he was steadfast in his belief. Talking about Del Falwell. Okay. Carolina Panthers. They're at home this week. Monday night, 7 p.m. kickoff, ESPN. You can also watch the exact same broadcast, most likely, I think, on WSOC, which is what usually happens when they have like games like that, NFL Network or ESPN, you know, stuff like that, or uh, Prime, the Prime Network, it'll also generally be on local TV somewhere for people who don't have it, who don't have cable or are the cord cutters or whatever. So 7 o'clock, ESPN. Actually, you know what? It might, now that I think about it, I'll have to double-check this, and it just occurred to me, I don't know if it will be locally on ABC why? Because there's a two foot two football games on Monday night, both NFL games. And I think one starts at eight o'clock. I think, 
and I know the other one starts at 7. I know the Panthers start at 7, but I think the other one starts at 8, maybe 9. I can't remember. So you've got two games, one on ABC and one on ESPN. Yeah, so if you're watching, uh, you know, information, Panthers-Saints, 7-15 on ESPN and ESPN2, then 8-15 Cleveland kicks off at Pittsburgh on ABC and ESPN+. There you go. So you might see it on, like, Action 64, something like that, because USC, or USC, SOC owns that one also. So you might, you might have that. But here's the thing about the Panthers. Panthers are underdog. Panthers are a three-point underdog. Actually, I think the three and a half is the last thing I saw today. At home against the New Orleans Saints. I will tell you this, that, and I said this earlier in the week. I think I said it on Tuesday. There's going to be growing pains, obviously. I mean, J.C. Horn was put on the IR today for like the 87th straight year. J.C. Horn was my neighbor. And when I mean neighbor, I mean like actual neighbor in my complex. And he and his dad, Joe Horn, were there all the time, super great people, would run into them, talk to them in the elevators, talk to them in the hallways, super nice people. But J.C. can't stay healthy. I think he played, what, three games his rookie year. I think he played 13 games last year, and this is all off the top of my head. And then here he goes out in week one and gets injured in week one, and he was put on injured reserve today. So not exactly a stellar record of showing up. So the problem is the offense. you got to worry about the offense. I mean, the, the Panthers went out and they signed some defensive backs from other teams today that were like on the practice squad or free agents. But the problem is offense. Who's going to catch the ball and who's going to score? Unless you're going to do, if you watch the NFL game last night and be like Philadelphia and hand the ball off 80,000 times. Philadelphia ran for over 200 yards last night. And I would think at one point they ran 12 straight play, ran 12 straight times. So unless you're going to do that and have little dinks and dunks, because Bryce Young, his average pass attempt last week, I, I don't know if I've ever seen anything this low. 3.8 yards was his average pass attempt last week. Or I should say it was the averages, yeah, you know, when they caught it. But he averaged 3.8 yards. Unbelievable. And I just like, whoa. So if they lose this game, if they lose this game, they're going to be 0-2. And they could easily start the season 1-5. 1-6. 1-5. Easily. With a new coaching staff, a... Average, I don't even know if that's a mediocre offense, a mediocre offensive line. Whatever is just below average. Is that mediocre? So there's that. Who's catching the ball? No one's walking through that door this this year who's going to be a superstar catching the ball unless Jonathan Mingo jumps up. I was talking to someone that you all know very well. Can't name his name. But I was talking to him yesterday. And everything that I'm telling you now, he agreed with 100%. And this guy, well, bro, who, what do we care? No, expert, NFL expert, like true NFL expert. Said the same thing. So 
it could be a long year. Carolina Panthers don't have a first-round draft pick because they gave it to Chicago, which I get it. I get it. And it's going to be difficult to hold Bryce Young accountable for all this because if he's got no one to throw to and a very suspect offensive line, I don't know what you're supposed to do, especially if you're a rookie. But it, it could be a very long year for the Carolina Panthers. But when we come back, you're going to hear from Bryce Young talking about last week, the growing pains, and then this week playing on Monday Night Football. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Brett Jensen here with you on this Friday night edition of Breaking with Brett Jensen, 704-570-1110. All right, so here's Bryce Young talking about what happened last week against the Atlanta Falcons, what to expect this week on Monday night against the uh, New Orleans Saints. Like I said, I want you to hear a lot of his answers in full. I don't want to give you the 15-second, 30-second soundbite. I want you to be able to hear the question in its entirety and the answers in its entirety. So here's Bryce Young. After watching the film, um, was it easier to see some of the good things you did on Sunday and kind of having some time away from it? Yeah, um, you know, we've we've obviously we've we've turned the page, and you know, it's been just about how we can be constructive from it. Um, so yeah, there's there's good stuff on film that we have to continue to do, um, and then there's stuff that obviously, um, you know, we have to learn from. I had to learn from, and we're we're in the process of getting it cleaned up. So um, you know, I think it's again you now you know. We, you know, we're playing New Orleans, so obviously all our attention, you know, we need all of our attention to be able to do what we want to do. And, you know, it takes us being locked and engaged on that. So, you know, you got to push what happened on, on, on Sunday aside. And uh, it's been all about about growing and getting ready for, for Monday. What's the next what? step you'd like to see yourself take against New Orleans this Monday night? Um, you know, just just higher execution. You know, just want to execute a higher level. Um, you know, uh, just you know, make sure we're you know we're still working a good operation, and um, you know, making sure that again we're executing, we're finishing, um, especially with drives. Again, I think it was there was good stuff on film as well, just as a team and as a unit, and you know, it didn't. You know, there's for for one reason or another. Again, we didn't. You know, I don't think we executed when it. You know, when it was important, we didn't do all the things we wanted to that we needed to do to win the game. So I think just you know. Tying everything together and executing is definitely going to be a, uh, you know, something that is area focused for me and for the entire team. Bryce Jones, mentioned to you at least the long wait for a Monday night football game. How do you pace yourself over the next week? Yeah, um, you know, that's something that again, it's my first, it's my first opportunity to do that. Um, you know, we have a plan as far as what we're going to do, um, you know, just schedule wise and what we're going to do with with team stuff. But you know, I'm going to try to do all I can to take advantage of it against an extra day. So um, you know, adding to kind of that routine I have from week to week. Um, you know, trying to find a healthy mix of, of adding and, and, you know, taking advantage of an extra day and trying to find, you know, trying to look for other things, but not just, you know, not just doing things that are counterproductive and going on, you know, while goose chase is just down rabbit holes that aren't, you know, relevant. You know, I think you have to manage, you know, what, you know, what you're going to pay attention to, what you're going to go into the game with, what you're going to expect and react to and, and things like that. And then also have a good manage of making sure that you're not trying to account for every little thing because, again, they're a great defense. They have you know great players and great coaches that there's going to be stuff we have to react to and we're not going to be able to account for everything. So I think you know still trying to take advantage of the extra day but still not not go too too far down, down a rabbit hole and keep that healthy balance. You had so many explosive plays in college. Um, why do you think there weren't any on Sunday, and, and how does that impact what you're able to do when you don't have those explosive plays as part of your offense? 
Yeah, um, you know, I think, again, it just boils down to execution. Um, and, you know, of course, that starts with me uh, making sure that, you know, I'm, I'm executing, I'm doing my job, and then making sure we're all on the same page to execute. And, you know, again, it didn't, didn't happen. Um, you know, we had opportunities. Um, you know, we didn't take advantage of them, didn't capitalize. And, you know, of course, it's, it's you know, you, you want to, you know, we want to be explosive. You know, you always want to have explosive plays and, um, you know, have stuff that, that, you know, you want chunk plays. But, you know, we, it wasn't what we were able to do. And again, it's in the past now. So, you know, there are opportunities. Um, there are things that we didn't take advantage of. Now we have to figure out how we, you know, put ourselves back in a situation where we have those opportunities and then work throughout the week so that we can execute, um, you know, when that time comes. So that's really the process that we're in now. You're a pretty cool guy. I mean, that's what everybody says, or even kill collected. I would assume that there's some sense of anxiousness going into your first regular season game. Now that that's a, a, to the side and that's over, is there a sense of, maybe relief that you can go ahead and get into to the flow of maybe a regular season? Yeah, I think it's really cool just to have it, you know, now it's kind of just becoming a routine and a week to week thing. And, um, you know, you have such a long build up for your first game. Like, you know, first real game is something that, you know, the moment you declare again, it's not in the forefront of your mind, but it's like, it's another one of those, you know, milestones and, and boxes to check. And it's, you know, you start, it's the first thing that happens for, for months. And again, it's not always what you're thinking about, but it's always there. And now, you know, we're, now it's back to a normal, stable week to week mode of, um, you know, now it's just, you know, you focus on this week. Um, and then again, it's going to, it's a quick reset. You know, now I have the amount of days I have to focus on New Orleans and it's not a huge, um, you know, it's not months. It's not. So I think that's, I think, you know, there's, it's definitely good to just be in that rhythm. Um, but again, you still have to have that hyper focus. Um, you know, we play a great opponent on, on Monday. So we have to make sure that, you know, we're, we're locked in and we're taking advantage of, of the time that we have. Um, but I think it is good just to be able to have that routine. Um, and, you know, now that, you know, you find it, it's, you know, it'll be stable and said, you know, kind of be the same process for the most part, uh, Lord willing, going forward. Now you have your first Monday night game. Is that something you kind of like dreamed about growing up? Is that, does that get you excited? Um, yeah, I think it's a great opportunity, of course. Um, you know, it's definitely a, you know, it's it's a great opportunity of blessing to have that, that type of platform um, for us as a team, um, you know. Uh, I think, you know, it's great and it's really cool, but the same day, you know, it's still, we're still playing on the same field we would have if it was on Sunday. You know, we, we're still going to have to uh, execute against a great team um, in New Orleans. Um, so, you know, it's really cool. It's a great opportunity, but at the same time, you know, it's it's still, you know, it's still football. You know, it's still going to be the same plan or, and same thing we would have done if it was Sunday. Um, so, you know, it's really cool. Probably in, in a retrospect, when we move past it, it'll be kind of a cool tidbit to look back at but you know right now it's not really something that's I don't think on the forefront of anyone's mind it's more making sure that we do what we need to do throughout these days um, to be in a position where we we want to be in and you know do what we have to do on Monday um, and you know at the end of the day again it's still you know regardless of, of the day you know we have a, a big challenge in, ahead of us so um, you know I think what really all the focus is just making sure we're ready for that. anxiety at least Sunday when Hayden Hurst threw that first touchdown pass into the Saints how did you get the ball back? Um Actually, um, shout out to Andy. That he he did a great job. He tr he tracked it down. Um, he was he was on it. Um, he had told me he would like right when I got back to Silent. I didn't even really like it wasn't. I didn't really go through my mind, but he was he was he was on it. He went and tracked it down. Um, I don't remember the exact story, but he told me he went and got it really like right away. I guess uh, yeah. So um, yeah, super grateful for that. My my mom super. My mom and my dad are super grateful for that. Um, so um, yeah, it was it was cool. A lot of veteran guys on that Saints defense. What have you seen from them just in your early views of their tape? Yeah, um, you know, a really good group, um, you know, very physical, um, you know, also, again, a very instinctual group as well. Um, you could tell um, very comfortable in the system that they run, um, you know, the in and outs. Um, 
um, and, you know, from top to bottom, just play together. Um, so, again, I think it's going to be a really good challenge um, for us. We're going to have to be at our best. Um, and, you know, again, it's, it's, it's great for us to be able to, again, after, after last week to now have a week to be able to step up and respond. And, again, we know it's going to take everything. So, um, you know, it's, again, it's a really good group. Um, and, you know, we're, you know, we're still early in, early in the week, so we have to earn the right throughout the week to, you know, based off how we're stacking days and practices and meetings, um, you know, to, to get where we need to be for Monday. Um, but, again, it's going to be a really good challenge for us. So. Now you're starting left guard out. Has that changed your approach and how this, you work things? Uh, no, I mean, it's, again, it's it's same thing with, with, with Brady again, someone who just, I mean, finished the game, so a warrior, like, fought through, fought through everything that happened and finished, and, um, you know, it, again, work, I've, you know, I've been able to see him work, um, you know, firsthand, work super hard throughout the entire season to, to get everything, you know, to, to get back, and worked hard to, um, you know, just all the work that he's put in um, throughout training camp, and, you know, for it to be for it to be gone again, it, it's it's you know you hate to see it again. I'm praying for praying for him. I mean, it's it's it, it sucks. Um, so you know that that's something that's super tough for us. Um, but you know I have faith in you know in the entire line room. Um, you know whoever it is, you know is going to step up. And um, you know I, I have tra- uh, a faith in, in Coach Campion. Um, you know everyone up front to you know to step in and you know next man up. But um, you know again that's that's super tough. And you know I. The same thing. I'm definitely pl- uh, praying for Brady as well. Just look at execution a few times. <clears throat> Excuse me. How much of that is uh, timing with your wide receivers? Um, you know, I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I think, of course, you know, week by week, you know, you have little nuances and little changes, and you know, you want to get that timing down. But again, we've, you know, I, you know, it's our first year of a lot of people being together. Um, but at the same time, you know, we've we've had, you know, we've had. R- training camp you know we've had OCAs we've had all that stuff so there's no you know there's it you know it's timing is super important but you know we you know, that's something that again the season's here and we've had a lot of banked reps so um you know we're going to continue to improve and grow um but again that's definitely you know not an excuse there's a lot of urgency when it comes to that and you know day by day we're, we're trying to actively work on those things and improve those things um you know through reps and practice and then um, you know, you only get a limited amount of bank reps you can get in game. So, um, you know, the goal is to keep trending upward, but, you know, we're not entitled to that. We have to work towards that to keep improving. Um, so that's kind of where our head's at now. We're finished with John. Probably a strong chance you've never been 0-1 before. Is this an uncharted territory as far as bouncing back from a start like this? Yeah, um, again, it's, you know, it's, you know, for us, especially now, uh, you really try not to have the, a wide lens of, you know, what, what's happened in the past or what can I compare this to? Because every season is different, every circumstance is different. This team is, is different than anything I've been a part of. And, you know, I'm super grateful to be a part of it. And, um, you know, because of that, again, it's, you know, we don't really have the luxury of being able to think about, you know, man, what's happened in the past? What's, how do I, you know, we have to put all our focus on New Orleans. And, you know, again, it, for us, it's, you know, when it was, right now, it's, you know, it's just a, it's a Wednesday. That's what matters. You know, what, what we do on Wednesday in our routine, how we can maximize that, that's where my head's at. That's where us as a team, our head's at. So, you know, I, I think, again, we all come from different backgrounds, have different experiences, but that doesn't, you know, have any correlation to what happens now. Um, so we have to earn the right to, to um, you know, try to do what we have to do this week. And, you know, that comes through practice. And really, that's kind of all we, we have the luxury to, to, to put our mind to. Some interesting stuff there with Bryce. So, look. We'll see what happens on Monday. Like I said, I don't have a show on Monday, so by the time I talk to you on Tuesday, we'll have a better understanding of what happened with the Carolina Panthers. Maybe they can pull it out and beat the New Orleans Saints. Like I said, they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home, 7 p.m. kickoff.
All right, everyone, that's going to do it for us tonight and this week. It's been a crazy busy week, so I appreciate everyone reaching out to me and just listening and everything else. I really appreciate it. And, again, follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest and breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. And until next week, Tuesday, I'm Brett Jensen, and you've been listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen.